you have about in this day and age, probably 20 seconds that, you know, it used to be more than that, but I think we have about 20 seconds to get someone's attention. And so if your website has something on it, that's going to get their attention right away, whether that's video, whether that's um, real office photography, whether that's messaging that talks about the practice, something that makes them go, oh, this looks like a cool place to be, or that looks like a trustworthy team, because it's all about building trust. And you have just a few seconds to do that digitally. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Hello and welcome to another episode of Growth in Dentistry. I'm Katie Polson and we are continuing we're starting a new month with a new theme. Um, which is really exciting and near and dear to our hearts. Here I have, for those of you who are watching video, you can see I have have a a man next to me. (laughs) This is is Adam Smith, VP of Marketing. And so we're excited to be able to talk about bringing new patients in via marketing this month. And we're going to talk about each segment of marketing um, every week. So this week, we're really excited to be talking about building your website. And we have none other than a wonderful Angela Burns. Got that right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Dental. And we're, we're excited to have her. So Angela, go ahead and introduce yourself to these fine people that listen to this podcast. Well, hello, my name is Angela. Um, I'm with Roadside Dental Marketing. I have been with them for about oh, 10 years now. And prior to that, I was in the trenches in actual dental practices. So I spent the first half of my life, please nobody do the math, but I had the first 20 plus years of my life doing everything in the dental practice from dental, you know, sterilization way back in the day, dental assisting, um, moved up to the front office, office management, and then went into consulting. So I've kind of worn all of the, the hats in the trenches for the dental practices. And so it was a really nice transition to move over into the marketing piece because that's part of what I loved when I was in the practices was watch the practice grow and help them market. So it was a great transition to go into, into marketing and just be able to help lots of practices do what I used to do when I was in the trenches. Yeah, perfect. It sounds, it sounds uh, a lot like my path as well. <laughs> so that's really, really great. Um, okay, so we're going to first talk about a website, I feel like, and I've talked about this before, but it, it's not like a well-built appliance. You don't buy it and you get one and then you build it and then you leave it for it to sit forever. And then all of a sudden it's 20 years from now, it then it just becomes outdated. So oh. um, for those of you that are looking to revamp your website, uh, maybe you built it probably 25 years ago. This, this podcast is going to be really helpful for you too. But um, why, why is having, I guess, why is what, I mean, we live in a day and age where we should know why a website is important, but why is a website important to, important to a dental market, to a dental practice? Everyone is going to check you out online. Um, So many practices tell us that word of mouth is their primary source of referral still. It's a primary new patient source. And that is likely the case, but your nine out of 10 people that get a word of mouth referral are still going to go check you out online and see if your digital presence matches what their friend just said about your practice. So it's really important to have a website that represents you well. Um, Really, you're right. It's not a set it and forget it. I always kind of giggle at um, practice owners who update their cell phones, you know, 10 times the amount of time they try to update the technology in their website. And I'm like, it's technology. We, you know, we have to keep up to date with it. But really more important than that 
it's a representation of your practice. It's the first interaction that a potential new patient has with your practice. So if it's templated and boring and looks like everyone else, why would they choose you? It doesn't give them any indication of why they would choose you over the 12 different choices they have in a three block radius in many cities. So your website really needs to be more about building trust and saying, this is why we're going to care for you well. This is why you should choose us over the competition. This is how we stand out in our area. Um, so not just this is what we do, but this is why what we do helps you. And so I think that's the big difference between having a um, website that converts and is a marketing tool versus just having an online billboard or an online brochure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I'm writing that down. Why, why what we do helps you. That's a really big and powerful, powerful topic. Um, what do you think some of the common mistakes are that people make when building their website? I think one of the common mistakes is they think that they can um, go template and generic and patients don't care that they don't, they won't notice the difference, but that's, true, they won't care. They won't care about your practice versus the other templates they saw. So if you want them to, you know, you have about in this day and age, probably 20 seconds that, you know, it's be more than that, but I think we have about 20 seconds to get someone's attention. And so if your website has something on it, that's going to get their attention right away, whether that's video, whether that's um, real office photography, whether that's messaging that talks about the practice, something that makes them go, oh, this looks like a cool place to be, or that looks like a trustworthy team because it's all about building trust and you have just a few seconds to do that digitally. And then also not using generic wording. I mean, maybe your service pages um, don't have to be completely custom. If it's a, you know, a sealants page, okay. You're not going to get a lot of traffic to it. It might not be as important, but the thing, the top five pages that people are going to your homepage, your why choose us page, your contact page, that needs to be written in patient first language, kind of like what I mentioned before, but in um, dental sales, they call it what's in it for me messaging. And the same thing needs to be done for your website. You know, what's in it for them? How is your service benefiting them? And why should they care? And that's going to make them choose you over the competition. So uh, the biggest mistake is pop out a generic site. Everything looks the same. Stock images, nothing that says anything about, you know, they put in their best dentist in Ohio. Well, what does that mean? Like nothing else except a few taglines that make it sound like the office is great. Patients are too savvy for that. They don't care. They want to see real interaction and real engagement because it's kind of like being a fly on the wall, you know, a pictures with a thousand words. You can look at this, the office through their website. And if it's done right, go, oh, this looks like the right place for me or my kids or my spouse, or, you know, this was similar to what I was looking for. And um, they need to see that visually and in the, the messaging. Yeah. I, I love, I love that you said that I, I don't know how many times I've seen the same like family photo <laughs> on a website. Right. Uh, I know right where they got it. They got it from a right. stock. Right. Um, and, exactly. and, and if I, I mean, I, I obviously notice those same things, but yeah, you're, you can't assume that patients just aren't, aren't going to notice. The other thing that I thought about a lot is uh, it's, it's a way for you to get automatic, um, like rapport with your patients, right? They, they know who you are. You, your rapport with your patient doesn't start when you start talking to the patient in the chair, it starts way before they even show up to the practice. And, and that starts obviously with social media, what we'll talk about later, but 
Um, and, but in other ways that you're marketing to them, but website is a huge way for them to understand who you are and, and, and what you can do for them. You have anything else, Dad? Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to piggyback on that question. Um, you, you mentioned you've got about 20 seconds to capture their attention. You know, there are different statistics there. And you mentioned some really good ways to capture their attention. What are the biggest no-nos? Like, total shutoffs to, to have that are going to just turn people away really quickly. You know, your, your barriers to engagement. I think sometimes um, the website gets so busy that it looks spammy. It looks like um, a, a coupon card. Um, they try to put so much information in the first, you know, above the fold, that first little section that your eyes can't even track what it's trying to tell you. And people just want to click off because, you know, there, it's just too much. It's, it doesn't tell them. It doesn't build trust. It doesn't make them choose it. It's just like, ah, this looks like a, a spam card I don't want. Um, so that's one of the biggest things is trying to overfill what you're putting on that first, your first attention. Um, and then again, not having it be anything that builds trust, you know, making it be very generic and putting what you may think is some catchy tagline that every single practice has. People are just too savvy for that. They don't buy it. So they want to know um, if you're, you know, if you're a pain-free dentist, says who, who's, who's claiming that you may be claiming it, but are your patients claiming it? And if they are, how are you proving that out? Where's the testimonial? Where's a great case study? Where's something that proves out the, the things that you want to say, you're the best dentist again, says who, um, you know, where's your case study? Where's your proof to really um, stand behind the claims that you're making and make people want to get to know more about you right away. And that's really the biggest thing is just make them want to continue to look through the site because there can be lots of education, lots of proof building throughout the entire site. But if you don't get capture the attention in the first few seconds, they're gone. And so, you know, they're not going to get to the other pages to see the cool things you may have put on because it's buried. You want to have um, build their trust right away. Sure. I love that. I think that I think the clutter, the too much in, in one pane is is a huge issue. It's where am I supposed to start? And by the time right. you're, you know, so, depending on what study you look at, you six to twenty seconds is is up. You haven't mm -hmm. gotten any any into the 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 process of deciding that you want to go there, right? Yeah. Or deciding that's the right, right. option. And that first, so, yeah. So go ahead. No, you're good. I was gonna say when when we build a site, we call it the buyer's journey. So, you know, what is the buyer doing um, within that frame of buyer patients, all the same thing. What, what do you want them to do within those first few seconds? Is it continue to scroll? Is it to read more? Is it to click on a, a button? Is it to book an appointment? You know, what is your ultimate goal for that, that patient experience, that journey? And that needs to be thought out and strategized. And again, if you're grabbing just a templated site that everyone else has, there's no strategy into what you want for your practice. And maybe it's different services that you want over the competition. Maybe you're wanting to direct them to some particular service that you guys really stand out for, that you really do, that brings in a lot of your new patients. Well, let's talk about that and get them to look more at that service versus just a very generic um, come yeah. see us page. Yeah, I was just going to add that it really only takes about five seconds to look at a website in that first section and know, are they a family dentist? 
are they an emergency dentist? Are they a cosmetic dentist? You know, like it, that's, and, and if that's what you want to do, then do more of that, then that it's, that's what needs to be the first thing on your website. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to keep doing family dentistry when what you really wanted to do was veneers. So, right. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next question that I had, because we're really big data people here, we love it is, um, what key metrics do you track or what people, what can people track to decide if their website is working for them? And let's say some of the key metrics that we um, track and refer back to the offices is some basic things like um, obviously, you know, the, the keywords that are the top services, are they, are they ranking well? Um, your traffic, how much traffic are you getting and is it increasing? And if it stopped increasing, why? Um, how many clicks are you getting throughout the website? How many clicks on different pages? Um, time on website, you know, are they staying and watching your video? Are they clicking through and learning more? If you've put the effort into making something engaging, do people care about it? Are they actually clicking on it and looking at it? Because if not, let's revamp it or remove it because if they don't care, why do we have it on there? And then, it, you know, obviously click to call, um, form fills, you know, actually request for appointments. That's Ultimately, the bottom line of why anyone has a website was is not just for building trust, but it's to get patients in the door. So is it actually converting and is it working for you? So all of those things are things that you can track pretty easily. Google Analytics tracks it. Um, if you're you know, one of our clients, we're tracking it with you and we're continuing to look at it to see an upward trend. We want to make sure it's always improving. And, and if it's not, go back to the drawing board and figure out what happened. Yeah, that's one of the things I really do love about, well, I love about dental intel and it helps practices, but I love about marketing is it's really, at, it's data and science driven almost mm -hmm. like it's, let's try this, doesn't work, try a different message, doesn't right. work, try a different message, try it a different way. And the only way to do that is to be evaluating data. This guy, no, he's a huge data nerd. So. <laughs> At least a nerd of of some sort, <laughs> like data. But I, I would say that that's probably your favorite part about marketing is just looking at and seeing how things get get affected by the messages that we give people. And um, if you're not looking, if you're just creating a website and then not looking to see if the blog that you created is converting and people are wanting to read it, are they getting through the whole blog? Are they dropping off like one minute into the read? Like, these are things that you should think about. And if it's too much for you to think about, then, you know, maybe you should call roadside. <laughs> but, but it is the analytics really are, are, are a big key to it. So I love, love that conversation. Yeah. So I have, yeah. I have, yeah, I have a question that involves question one and two. Um, you talked about the engagement, the design kind of in question one. And then the first thing you mentioned in question two was the, the keywords that were ranking. And a lot of times what I've seen, and I've been in this industry for, for a long time, is, is an either-or approach, right? You either go after search engine optimization and just try to get as many people to the site as possible, or you go after really good design and it's hard to really balance a good message and good design with good search engine optimization uh, and good rankings. What, um, what, what does your approach look like to that? Because like I said, I feel like it's a, a really big imbalance on, on a lot of agencies. Yeah, there is a, a little bit of a tightrope that you're walking to get the site to be visually engaging, um, build trust, and have it optimized well. Because sometimes when people are just going for optimization, then you get the spammy look, or then they, you know, stuff so many keywords that it's not an organic flow to the 
to the read and people lose trust. So, you know, we've been doing this for 22 years. So I think that um, where we're different is that we're really trying to put the custom approach to it. We're wanting to look at the optimization. We're making sure that that is a huge piece because ultimately that is what people want as results. Um, but then balancing that with how much text to text to video ratio, text to photography, um, how do we get the keywords embedded in a way that still has a natural flow and a natural read to it? It absolutely can be done. It just can't be done as quickly as some templates want to pop it out. So it can be done. It just can't be done. You know, you have to choose. Do you want quality? Do you want results? Or do you want the fast, cheapest thing we can pop up? And it's an online brochure. Well, if that's the case, you're going to lose the customization. So it's, you know, it certainly can be done. It just takes a little bit more time on the, the team's part building it. And so not everyone wants to invest in the time to make it done right. So they, they choose one or the other, like you said. They either choose pretty with no optimization or they choose optimized and looks ugly um, or they invest in having both. <laughs> yeah. One, one way that I think about it is a lot of people will spend a lot of, they'll put usually their best person in the front, like the receptionist is the best person in the office, you know, they're they, bubbly and happy. And because it, it's the first person that the patient sees when they come into the office. Um, and they invest a lot of time into that person and they invest a lot of money into that, but we want to make sure that's the best person. And when, as you were talking about that balance between like the creative piece and the customization piece and the SEO piece, like it's, you just going to want to put your best foot forward and take the time. Yeah. Anyway, really good. Yeah. Um, the, the, the other two, the, two things that we want to really focus on now is new patient and patient retention and what the website can really help you do that. So first, how do you use, how does uh, roadside leverage websites to obtain new patients? Well, again, it's, you know, you want to make sure that your website's optimized properly. You want to make sure that it's ranking. It has the most um, reach as it can get. Um, You want to make sure that that it's visibly appealing and then, like I mentioned before, that we're going to build trust right away within the first few seconds, because that's all you've got. Um, you want to make sure that you've on your homepage above the fold, the first thing they're looking at is building trust. And then you really want to highlight, you know, your top services, the treatments that are going to move the needle for the office the most, the ones that they want to see more patients of. Some offices need growth in that they just need quantity of butts in their chair. That's just the reality of how their practice is running. They've got a bunch of providers and they just need influx of people. Other practices are um, maybe a little more established and the quantity is not as important to them as the quality. They would rather have a couple of patients that are looking for specific treatments that they do really well versus just a bunch of general new patients. And so, you know, getting to know the practice before the website's built and really highlighting, you know, what can we highlight for your practice that's going to move the needle for you in the way that matters to you guys the most. And then also looking at not only analytics, but this is where I also love working with dental intel, because you can look at specific unscheduled treatment. What are the things out there that the doctors are um, looking at the most? And then, or the record, sorry, not looking at the most, the doctors are um, suggesting the most, Mm -hmm. and that maybe isn't getting scheduled. Is there things we can do to improve those service page, create videos, create landing pages, you know, continue to educate based on the things that we know doctors talking about a lot once they walk in the office, and maybe we could have given them a first introduction that would have helped them close the treatment. And um, we actually had a, a couple of, I did a little 
little data dump the other day, and we pulled a couple of our dental intel clients, and we asked the office first, what do you think is the most unscheduled treatment you have? And they told us what they thought it was. And two of them said, oh, it's Invisalign that we have trouble scheduling. Um, our crown and bridge, we schedule no problem. It, you know, that's, that's easy. It's our Invisalign. So we ran some reports, and they were blown away what their actual numbers were because they, they were going off of their gut. And when they look at their numbers, they're like, oh, we have that many crowns that are not scheduled. What is going on? And yeah. so then we're like, okay, so, you know, that is a pretty basic service, but it's an important service. So what can we do to help you guys improve your service page? Is there a video? Is there something we can improve your education that you can even send to them, send them back to your website post visit? Yeah. <laughs> if they haven't scheduled and you have a great landing page on this, send them back to it and have them read more about how it can help them. So there's a lot you can do to not only close new patients, but close services for the right kinds of patients when you have the data in front of you and when you're working in cooperation with the office and the analytics and the website provider all working together, you get a lot more power behind all the efforts you're doing. Yeah, there, there's a, and, and I'm sure you may just didn't touch on it, but I'm sure you guys do this, which is allowing them to put their, you know, allow them to schedule on your website. <laughs> like don't let them leave the website without trying to schedule because then they'll right. forget. So, but- right. But the um, with our with Modento and our and the company that we acquired, uh, I I hadn't thought about this until you were just talking about it. But yeah, why not send them a link through a text with their treatment plan to your blog that you wrote about that you know and your name's right. on there, right? Like, why not do that? That would definitely increase patient retention, and also it would bring them back to the value of like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about, and I really trust them. Angela, yeah. it's it's amazing that exactly. you're doing this. It's so so much further than most dental marketing companies go, uh, but you know a, a lot of larger companies go to this extent. Like, hey, you visited this page, you might be interested in this, but we, we never really go past. We got them in the door, right? You you do what you do now, right? Mm -hmm. Where right. You, you can make a big effect in that. And like Katie said, when when you send them their treatment plan send them a link. Hey, if you, if you want to find out some more information, here's a great page about it. That's, that's awesome that you're going into that much depth. Yeah. Their existing database, their existing patients that they have in there um, is often the, the highest low-hanging fruit that they're just not tracking, whether it's just recall that isn't scheduled or more importantly, there's often treatment that has not been scheduled that they often think they're doing better at getting them in. And then they start looking at the numbers and we're like, what, what can we do to help you close treatment? You know, what is the educational piece that needs to go with this? Because um, that's where patients, the patients already trust you. They're already existing patients. They already want to do service with you. So let's just navigate the conversation in a way that's going to make them choose this service at this particular time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, a $2,000 procedure for a lot of people, that's a lot of money. They're not, most people are going to go home. They're going to think about it for a minute right. because that's just that's kind of the responsible thing to do. And, and then to also like push them again. And if you just let them go and don't follow up with them, then, then, then you've lost them. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially in events that are married have had the experience where the spouse comes home yeah. and they say, Oh, what did they say? Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. They told me a whole bunch and <laughs> I need something done and oh I, I, I need some tests or I need some procedure, but I don't really know what it was. And you know, the other spouse is like, oh my gosh. <laughs> do, I, do I need to go to all your appointments with you? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
And so how often is that happening within our practice? We know a lot where, you know, not to pick on one gender or the other, but, you know, often um, the spouse comes home and says, oh yeah, I need to get this crown done. I don't remember why. I'm yeah. not sure why it needs to be done now, but they, they said I did and here's the price tag for it. So, yeah. you know, is there a follow-up you can do that explains why it's important to do it now? I mean, if they have a big broken tooth, they know the need of why you're getting it done yeah. now. But if they have a crack that isn't hurting them yet, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's the time is right, but they're not feeling it. So what's the education that you can give to explain why you should do it before it splits in half? <laughs> why yeah. you should do it when you don't feel it yet? You know, and so often that's the piece that the office is maybe educating the patient on really well. So the patient doesn't remember it when they get home. And, and so they can't a- translate it to whoever is helping them make the decision. Yeah. And there's a lot of third party programs out there. I'm not going to call them out that offer patient education. You can even print off a thing through your practice management solution, but why not let it live in your website? Like where they can continue to refer back to it and then schedule through it. Like that's quick text message after the appointment. Here's a, you know, here's a link to the website and a link to schedule, you know, whatever it is, just make that really easy for them so that they when they get home and they're saying, oh, I need this work. Oh yeah. This is the procedure. They said I need it. Yeah. Because this maybe it's not as simple as Invisalign or a crown. Maybe it's a procedure that they don't know how to explain. Yeah. Really good. Well, before I, anything else, I'm going to ask you my last question. We asked this, we asked the same question to everybody. And that is what does growth and dentistry mean to you? So with your marketing background and with your dentistry background, what does it mean to you? Well, for us, I think as an agency, especially, it's finding the best ways to continue to serve our doctors and serve our communities. Um, We're really really big on trying to stay up to date with what's going to help our doctors be more successful and how can we partner with them to be more successful. So, you know, in addition, you know, Dental Intel Partnership with Modento and Local Med, those are some things that we have recommending to our practices to show them how they can know their numbers and how they can be more successful. On our end, we're implementing a new um, dashboard, I guess, for lack of better words, for all of our clients to help them track their leads, be able to see how to engage engage with what's going on, to be able to really know their numbers and know their analytics from a website perspective in one spot. Kind of like what Dental Intel is doing for their practice numbers, it's your website numbers. It's just looking at the dashboard and saying, hey, what's working for me and what isn't? And what do we want to invest our marketing dollars in next to move the needle? Because that's ultimately... Revenue is the ultimate goal. Um, and so I think for you know industry growth, the world is always changing with what new platforms and cool gadgets and things that can be platforms available, but staying up with them and knowing which ones do our patients want. You know, we can find all kinds of cool bells and whistles, but if our patients don't like them, it doesn't matter. So what are they going to use? What's the easiest for them to schedule, for them to communicate with us, for them to stay in relationship with us? And then the new patients, what's the easiest way for them to contact us? You know, do we have a chat feature on our website? Have we activated um, the Google Business Manager? They have a chat feature. And all the predictions are that they are going to put a lot of weight into it coming up in 2022. Um, They're going to really preference the offices that are keeping that active. So do you have an easy way to monitor your, your chat from that? You know, are you able to communicate back and forth? So really staying up to date and hopefully ahead of the trends um, is what I see for the next few years growth looking like. It's just staying ahead of all the things that are ever changing, but we have to, we have to move and morph with it because of the way patients shop is different. Yeah. 
That's good. I love that that little bit about Google Chats. That's a little tidbit for you. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this has been Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. Again, special thanks to our guest, Angela Burns of Roadside Dental. You can find their link to at, in our show notes to their website and also uh, by visiting our webpage at dentalintel.com. Thank you for Adam for joining me and thank you to our marketing department for all their work on this podcast. I'm Katie Polson. Keep growing.